Okay, hello and welcome to Domino Universe. I'm Curtis. I'm Jesse. And today we're going to be talking about a video of mine that was a literal marathon. Um, I like this one a lot. Thanks. Yeah, it was one of my least favorites to do. <laughs> well, um, the final product is fantastic. Thanks. Yeah, I was really excited about the idea. Um, I think I still think it's a good idea, but it was, man, it was a hard and frustrating project for me. Um, so for context, is, this is the video is titled Human History in a Marathon. And the concept of it is that it was going to be kind of a, a, uh, a follow-up to the Domino Universe video. Mm -hmm. The Domino Universe video, the reason that our podcast is titled this is because I made a video with 13,799 dominoes, and each one of those dominoes represented a million years since the Big Bang till now. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to make a follow-up video that looked at, so in, 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 in all those dominoes, it's just the last, uh, last four dominoes that all of humans existed. Yeah. Right? 13,799 dominoes. And in all that time, we are just the last four. Like hominids, right? Like even even pre-human species, anything remotely human-like. Yeah. So, well, human species, um, not not meaning Homo sapien, but meaning like I see Homer, Homo Neanderthal and uh, Australopithecus. All of these are humans. Got it. They're just not not our species. Okay. Our species evolved in just the last. Uh, 0.2 or 0.3 million years it's the last tiny 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 little amount hmm. um it's the last 20 percent of one domino and all of that wow which is wild yeah. um but so I, I, I in this whole domino video i think it was like a nine minutes and something of dominoes falling and the last like quarter of a second is all of human history so i wanted to make a video specifically about human history hmm. and i wanted to do it big so i decided to run a marathon and have each centimeter of the marathon for, I should pull out a ruler for those of you that aren't uh, familiar with Canadian and the rest of the world measurements. A centimeter is like just over a quarter of an, no, ju just under half an inch. Yeah. Um, so for each centimeter of that marathon, that centimeter would represent one year. And for context, a marathon is 42 kilometers um, which means that it's a 4.2 million year timeline. Works out pretty nicely. Yeah, just like a really lucky circumstance because the very first human fossils um, for, for bipeds, people that are starting to walk a little bit upright, that was the very first or the earliest one ever discovered was 4.4 million years ago. Hmm. Um, and there's an, so I mean like that's that's reasonably close on this timeline and I can map the rest of it to that. Um, so it sounds like a good idea. But was it? <laughs> yeah, it was so complicated. Um, I mean, running a marathon is difficult uh, and it takes like training and a lot of work. Had you ever done it before? No, I hadn't. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think the furthest I'd ever run, I don't know if I'd ever even run 10 kilometers. I'd been running my whole life, like, okay. like short races. Oh, I always thought you were like a distance runner for a long time. I mean, like I'd ran like... I definitely have run a lot of 5k races hmm. and I've run a lot of, you know, I, I used to run like a hundred meter races and track. Um, but no, I'd never run a half marathon. Okay. I never run. I definitely had never run a marathon. Um, so it took a lot of training to, to do this. Um, 
thankfully, like part of that training was actually my bike video. I was like, I got got to get good at biking, and I biked 140 kilometers in a day. Right, and that was like a warm up. Yeah, really to to running a full, full marathon. Um, but yeah, so to make this, think about this logistically, right? You want to make a video that's a marathon, and you want to film the person while they're running it. Yeah. Marathon usually takes like four and a half hours for people that mm-hmm. aren't like that aren't really good at it. Sure. I don't know what the record is. It's probably like one hour. <laughs> Kidding. People are really really good at these sorts of things. Yeah. I think the record is like two or three hours. It's ridiculous. But okay. Anyway, took me four hours and forty minutes. It's respectable, I guess. Um, but filming it meant that I would need to have someone driving or riding something, pointing a camera at me. Right. And I needed to have like mics and stuff on me. You couldn't set up that rig that you had on the bike to like a selfie yeah. stick the whole time. Well, so I, there was a while where I thought about actually like running with a selfie stick. Yeah. Um, but like you kind of need some sort of fancy gimbal for that to like keep the camera stable. Right. Uh, I also just really didn't want to like carry a heavy camera with me. For yeah, like Forty-two kilometers. I'm kidding. That would be absurd. I, I thought about it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, absurd things are like kind of the bread and butter for my channel. True. Okay. Um, But anyway, long story short, I decided to film it while I was visiting my parents back home in Ontario because we grew up, I grew up rurally. So there's tons of open space, which is important because to film this, if I was going to, I mean, I decided basically I had to film it behind a car, Mm -hmm. right? So I ran, I would run the whole thing. The plan was to run the whole thing behind a car and narrate it and have the camera on mounted to the car. But um, to do that, I couldn't do it in a city because you can't just drive a car around for four hours at running pace. Yeah. Like five, five to 10 kilometers an hour. Yeah. I don't remember the exact speed. I should be able to do that math. But anyway, it's really slow and you can't just do that. And also like, I would hit traffic lights and there would be noise pollution and there would be all sorts of people looking at the, like, be, like doing who knows what in the background in the video. Um, and I wanted to have some sort of control over that. So I decided to do it in the countryside. Good plan. I'd do it in September. Usually in Ontario in September, it's like the temperatures are kind of cool. Um, so I like trained for a marathon wrote this whole script after doing tons of research oh man that's a whole nother thing i want to talk about in this video or this podcast is that it's like really complicated i mean i i got to give a lot of credit to archaeologists yeah and paleontologists who've gone and figured this stuff out because yeah yeah it's remarkable and it changes all the time our understanding there's just uh just recently within the last few weeks there was a pretty major study about the earliest ever human fossil found in europe that changed changes our view of uh, of how the whole timeline works. Yeah, I mean, so you got to get those running shoes back on. Yeah, I got to redo it. It's actually one of the few videos that I would consider redoing. Oh yeah, um, for reasons I'll talk about in a sec. But yeah, okay. they're still literally uncovering yeah. these fossils, right? They're literally digging digging into new evidence all the time. Actually, something that happened between my uh, Domino video and my marathon video. I think there was a study that came out that showed that um, stone tools are actually a lot older than we thought. Hmm. Um, and so like in my domino video, I say that they're 
X million years old. I forget what the number is. And then, and that fire came after or vice versa. I forget. And then they're switched in the marathon video, which looks like I made a mistake. Oh, okay. But it's really like, no, we had new evidence wow. that suggested that, you know, these things are, that, that one of them like predates the other by however many hundreds of hundreds of thousands of years. Hmm. And I think that like, obviously I think a lot of people are like, Oh, they don't even know what they're talking about. Yeah. But like, that's, that's something to be celebrated, right? Like yeah. These are, these, these are not new fields, but they're fields that are constantly improving. It's amazing that we, we know any of this at all, really. There's, uh, there's, there's no guarantee that we would have fossil evidence of early humans and stone tools and, and, uh, and all of these things. So it's, it's really incredible that we're able to piece any of this together. Yeah. And not just like the tools or sorry, not just like the fossils, but like all of the, the tools and necklaces from like a hundred thousand years ago. And, you know, we're able to, to figure out from like weird marks in the fossils mm. that like, oh, this person, you know, was hit by an arrow. So there must have been like right. warring tribal violence or whatever. Like we can, you know, from tiny fragments of evidence yeah. and a lot of like reasoning and and like uh, evidence that collaborates with or corroborates whatever the word is the with piecing these puzzle pieces together we can discover really cool things about yeah. things have been ex extinct or not around for millions of years yeah okay so i think that there's a lot of tangents that you can go on in human history but yeah. one that i think is important and i only briefly mention in the video is that we used to have a lot of relatives there used mm. to be a lot of human relatives and now they're all extinct yeah right now i mean there used to be neanderthal and all of these other human species and now it's just homo sapiens and i really often wonder what the world would look like if we had human-like species relatives walking along yeah i think about that day. all the time too yeah, I know Future Bang had an episode about de-extinction yes. where it goes into went into talking a little bit about could we bring back I think you mentioned bringing back Neanderthal. We sure did. It? Yeah, so Future Bang is my other podcast that uh hasn't had an update in a very long time. Uh we're between seasons. Hmm. But yeah, so we talk about uh, uh, futuristic technologies and uh, and emerging technologies and that kind of thing. So de-extinction is an active field of research where you know there are people working on on multiple different methods for bringing back species that used to exist. Um, and there's a potential for, for bringing back something like Neanderthals. You and I both carry Neanderthal DNA inside of our cells. And uh, yeah, potentially someday we could uh, sort of stitch all of that, those various pieces of Neanderthal DNA back together and, uh, and create something very much like the Neanderthals that, uh, that no longer exist. But for now, it's just humans. All of humans are just Homo sapiens. Yeah, which is kind of, I think, kind of sad. Absolutely. Um, but that's a bit tangential. So the video, making this video, I wanted to film it in Ontario, and I wanted to run this marathon. And I had all of the script. I had everything set up. I had um, a car, and I had a way to mount the camera to it. And um, Siani was going to kindly, well, she did kindly drive the, the vehicle and film it for me, which is, is wonderful. But, um, and thank you to her, obviously unsung hero in this video. But <laughs> the thing that happened in this is that in the days leading up to filming it while I was home and I was obviously only home for a, a, a short window of time, 
it was a, a weird heat wave mm. for September. Like we never had had 32 degree weather ever at that in like mid September um, back back home. And we did. And it was just like you would. I mean, I have to I can't run a marathon in a heat wave. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I was like debating, like, do I, you know, do I wake up at four in the morning and run it really super early? Well, you know, there will have issues with the sun not being high enough to get mm. enough light to make the video. And all of, I had all of these thoughts. I had the route actually figured out and everything. Um, but at the end of the day, it was like I was, you know, even ready to run it, ready to make it all happen. But the night before, I like slept like three hours or two hours or something because mm. I was stressed out about the weather. And it was, again, another really hot day. Mm. So I decided very last minute to just film it as if it was as if I ran it on the course that we actually planned to film it on and I would still run and narrate it as I was doing this um, but I would just have to run this actual marathon another day and I wanted to run the marathon I mean if you train for a marathon you kind of want to run it for right? sure yeah um, and and I, and I was like well I, I, I but I couldn't I couldn't refilm it and I just had to do it this way so the video itself didn't quite come together as I'd hoped it would for that okay. reason hmm. um, because I literally we would and this is again not something I wanted the video to be centrally about human history not about like the marathon that I was running sure but in filming the video I'm like I, I run a few kilometers and I would just get in the car with like with with Ciani and drive to the next point to film the next section hmm. which is like such a shame because i actually ran the thing separately yeah um so having actually run the marathon and not having that as part of the filming how do you think it would have gone if the weather had cooperated do you feel like you would have been able to deliver the script partway through the marathon or or is it like a blessing in disguise because you would have been so out of breath I think it would have been a very different video. Okay. Um, and I think it would have been better. Mm, okay. Um, not because I think it would have been better at narrating it. I was, man, if you, so it took me four, four hours and 39 minutes to run uh, 42 kilometers, mm. um, which is like average timing, not great, not bad. But I think if I had tried to, like if 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 you're listening and you've run a marathon or if you've run a very long distance or done really anything that has taken a a, a lot like a long-term strenuous effect on your body mm. it like you start thinking differently mm. like it's like harder a little harder to focus or you get super hyper focused on one specific thing yeah um yeah so i mean on the one hand it would be like maybe i would have done a very poor job of showing like of narrating the script as I'm, as I'm running, but I think it would have been like much more interesting. Yeah. Too, I can right? see that. Okay. Because there's no real indication. I have a, I have a progress bar in the video that shows how far I've run um, or how far along the, 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 the course of history it is. But in terms of me, there's no real indication in terms of how tired I am and how far I've been running. Right. Which I think is like the human aspect that I wanted to make in the video. Right. Okay. And I don't think I mentioned this, but the reason I wanted it to be a marathon instead of like another huge setup of dominoes is that for a long time, humans have been able to hunt by running um, because we can outrun things and we're not faster than a gazelle, but a gazelle can't run a hundred kilometers it will just overheat and has to rest right mm -hmm. and we can just hunt them down 
uh, and get like a kind of a, an easy lunch mm. um, aside from the marathon. <laughs> yeah, easy is a, a relative term there. Yeah, I mean we can we can have a very simple fight. Sure. To t- to to I guess kill an animal. Right. Um. Yeah, if it's like pa- pa- literally passed out. But anyway, um. Yeah, that's kind of I guess a bit of the behind the scenes. Um, I would be really curious to see what the video would actually look like if not only I ran it and. F- filmed it all at the same time but also like i would love for there to be some sort of and when and this and this was my original intent to do some sort of a continual stream of it or to do mm-hmm. some sort of a of like a four hour long documentation of it the problem with doing that is that for most of human history we don't have much information yeah um so the video ended up being uh, I think it's around nine minutes long, and the majority of the video is the last 120 meters. Yeah, you know, or the last the last three kilometers. I, I should say is the majority of the video when Homo sapiens evolve, and in the last 120 meters, we discover uh, agriculture and all of written human histories in the last 10. It's amazing how small a segment that really is. Yeah, it's really remarkable. Yeah. It's something that. Um, when I was actually, when I did actually run the marathon, um, even though I did it in Vancouver, I did it in a completely different course in a different part of the world. I had mapped out in my head, I had memorized this script and I had figured out what checkpoints of history happened at what points along my run. And that was really cool. And I think I enjoyed that process more because I wasn't trying to to narrate it. Because mm-hmm. like I had, in the last uh last five kilometers i listened to uh an album that was about the space race okay and it was like a a, a musical um musical take on historical records of space and our like exploration of it cool and it was like yeah it was neat and it was like really i want to say like meditative or transcendental or something Mm -hmm. to, to be running this and be like wow our entire time in space is the last well since like the i guess the six well the 60s was the actual space race um i think like 61 was sputnik right or 59 i yeah yeah a long time sure somewhere in there it sounds like a long time ago but either way it was literally the last step of my of my run wow right one small step for a man okay yeah right which is which is kind of kind of poetic um and as i'm running this and it was it was really neat to actually like sit well not sit but to run and think about this and be like wow you know we discovered fire and it's going to be another 30 kilometers before like yeah my species evolves or whatever the the math on it is it's in the video but um that was really really emotional for me actually it was kind of a cool cool experience and i don't think i would have got that if i was trying to narrate it at the same time that's really interesting. It's it's so interesting to try to wrap your mind around that the depth of human history like that. You know, you, like you say, we don't know much about the vast majority of our, our own history and, and evolution, um, both in terms of you know, there was no recorded history. So we, we don't know what the what the actual history was. Um, and it seems like it's easy to think that not a lot happened, that not a lot changed. You know, we had the more or less the same technology, maybe slight variations in the way that this group used stone tools versus that group, but things look more or less the same. But then you think about it, it's it's tens of billions of human lives 
in that period. And they, they were humans just like we are in a lot of senses. They didn't have the technologies. They didn't have the sciences. But, you know, they fell in love. They had wars with each other. They raised their children. And all of that happened for so long and, and is just completely lost now. But it's, it's, it happened in the world. It is lost and it's, it's also not, right? Like some of those things are still with us today. Which for is, sure. Which is really remarkable. Yeah. Um, I know you can... In, in running this and setting this up, think around the last two kilometers of this run, uh, last two and two and a half is when you can trace all of the, the Y chromosome, the, the I don't, I don't want to say male chromosome, I guess is the right term for that. I'm not sure what the... Sure. Okay. Anyways, we have two chromosomes. We normally have two, most often humans have two chromosomes. It's complicated. Um, but anyway, you can trace the Y chromosome which I and Jesse both have, yeah. you can trace it all the way back to one individual. Yeah. Um, and everyone alive today shares that same, you know, sh- shares a common ancestry with that chromosome. And the same is true for mitochondrial Eve. Yeah. Um, and, and like, yes, the, these individuals are no longer alive, but like we have genetic traces of them in everyone today. Yeah. Which is kind of beautiful. Yeah. Um, and it is this unbroken thread, right? Like, yeah, again, those people aren't aren't around, but the, the, their lives as like, there's always been a, a beating heart or a swimming sperm or something alive that is, has stayed alive through this, through these millions of years. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. That's, that's a good point that uh, we do have this deep connection to that history. And I mean, it goes much further back than that, right? Like there, the, the beating heart goes all the way back to the origin of hearts much, much earlier. Yeah. It's wild. Um, I don't know what I was going to say just there. I was transitioning <laughs> into a new topic, but I, I'm still thinking about. It's a lot yeah, to think about. That un- unbroken chain of beating hearts. Yeah. I remember when I first discovered the like the the, the term, the unbroken thread. Hmm. Uh, it was like a really big moment for me in terms of understanding biology hmm. and like thinking about it poetically. And I know we've waxed poetic about science more than once on this podcast, but yeah. I think that's kind of a beautiful thing. Well, you know, I think of science in the same way. What really uh, inspires me to learn about science and, and celebrate science is that I think the process of science itself is an unbroken thread. And it started who knows how far back. I mean, you can you can put the, the origin probably arbitrarily far back in human history. As soon as we had the ability to think and ask questions, we started this process. Um, I tend to think of it with the start of written history that we're sort of when we obtain the ability to communicate with generations beyond our own, you know, um, people start asking questions. It's sort of like we, we woke up conscious as these creatures on this planet with an enormous history behind us that we had no idea of. And we just started looking around and, and, and we were able to ask questions like, who are we, where are we from? What's, what's going on here? And, uh, and that process of, you know, simple questions leading to more complex questions and slowly figuring it out has been ticking along, you know, one question leading into the next for, for millions of years. I wonder what the like future video of that would be, you know, like if we, if we extrapolate that, or if we could look into the future, like what, what does science evolve into? Hmm. And like, what does, cause like, again, like, I think we, if there's anything I've learned in making these timeline videos, it's that we think of things in terms of like today is the end date. Right. Right. Yep. Like 
you know, and, and the last like, domino, it's or... the last domino. It's the last step in a marathon, but really like we are still running that marathon. Yep. And the dominoes will continue to tick almost forever until, you know, until the, the heat death of the universe, which is, um, like unfathomably longer than the, than the past, like that yeah. line of domino stretches so much further into the future than it does into the past. Yeah. I mean, I, so there's one tote of to- of dominoes which is like uh i guess like a ba- a little more than a bathtub full of dominoes mm-hmm. but i remember doing the math and you could not if you took all of the matter I th- and maybe this is the math is wrong but i'm pretty sure it was that if you took all the matter in the, the known universe mm. and made dominoes out of it mm. it wouldn't be enough dominoes to represent the future history of the of the rest of the timeline of of the universe wow yeah because it's like it's like quintillions of quintillions of quintillions of etc years yeah it's so vastly much so much longer than we've already seen yeah um wow yeah Uh, the heat death of the universe is that i mean eventually all the electrons are going to run out of energy basically they're going to all like stop stop wibbling because they'll be so far away from one another and everything will be cold and physically nothing will happen hmm. um which is kind of scary because that's inevitable <laughs> yeah yeah well it's a long way off we can take comfort in that long line of dominoes yeah finish your coffee you don't have to worry about it just now <laughs> so how far do the how far does the marathon go is a is a different question though that's a really fascinating question yeah. so we think about when people think about deep history I mean, often they think about it also on human scales. They're thinking about those last three or four dominoes, mm-hmm. you know. So regardless of the, the billions of years, they're, they're thinking in human time. And often even then, they're thinking about written history, mm-hmm. right? Which is the last few thousand years, yeah. which is really nothing. And if you, this, and this is the wild thing that we've kind of touched, touched on. If you actually look through history, no species stays around forever. Yeah. Right. All of our relatives are gone now. Right. And what does it look like when we look, you know, a hundred thousand years or a million years or a billion years into the future? Mm-hmm. I mean, it is inevitable that humans, as we know it, won't won't exist. Yeah. Uh, that's just how how evolution works, right? Mm, right. Yeah. The question is just whether the line ends or we become something else. Yeah. I think it's. I mean, maybe this is because I'm an optimist, but I think it's very unlikely that the line, our human line, will end. Hmm. Um, and I think that it will, I mean, it is changing, like we are still evolving. Um, but I think it'll be interesting to see, well, I mean, we won't see in our lifetime, but someone listening to this in the deep future, hopefully they can be like, oh, yes, I will reflect on this podcast from a million years ago. Imagine that. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I think this podcast will go extinct well before that, but but it'll be interesting. Like I think the the things that we can now do genetically in terms of we are able to manipulate our own genomes. Yeah. What will that change? What will um, there's so many things of like of uh, sexual um, that we are like domesticating ourselves in weird ways. And yeah. We are, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> One timeline and another. There's an, one last video. If I, I, I mean, I might redo the marathon thing. If you really, really would love to see that and want to ag- have me agonize while running a lot, um, <laughs> let me know in the comments. If you have any suggestions as to how to do that, I would love some feedback. 
um, in terms of how to pull this off again, but better. Um, but another video that I want to do at some point, and I also have no idea about how to do this, is I've done the domino history of all of time. I've now done human history the last few uh, million years. Actually, there's two more videos that I would love to do. Okay. One is the last, you know, uh, 10,000 years of like agriculture and written history, but sure. more expanded. Mm -hmm. And then another video, which I think would be also interesting, which is the one that I really want to do, is the Big Bang. Oh. Which would be like the first minute of history. Oh, fascinating. So you take a small sliver and expand that out. Yeah. Oh. But that's remarkably difficult because like it's like it's so exponential yeah in the very first like nano nano nanosecond mm. so much happens and then you know atoms start to coalesce in the second second or whatever the the numbers are it like yeah it's it gets slower and slower you need some kind of logarithmic timeline yeah which i haven't figured out but if anybody has a suggestion for that i would love to know so leave a comment or you can tweet at us uh which is at domino universe now um can yeah. I suggest something or do you want to say this I would for love off? I would love to hear a suggestion what if your timeline was vertical height and the video was hiking towards a mountain and then climbing up it interesting because then you get that logarithmic like most of the most of the time you're on a relatively flat slow incline as you approach the mountain or a cliff face and then the the final push you sort of change change tactics and, and you're going straight up or or do that opposite like if you need to compress the, the earlier part of it yeah you rappel down a mountain and then and then walk down the hill that would be cool yeah. i do like rock climbing. something something like that maybe like height and then changing elevation and yeah maybe that could, <laughs> i could i have to think about that but that's not a bad idea okay um anyway we always like to give a shout out to someone that is doing work in or doing science communication in the field that we're talking about mm -hmm. uh Today, we're going to talk about Professor Alice Roberts. Yeah, so Professor Alice Roberts is the Professor of Public Engagement in Science at the University of Birmingham. She's a biological anthropologist, author, broadcaster, and the president of Humanists UK. Um, she's got a really great Twitter feed. You can find her at the Alice Roberts on Twitter. And uh, she talks about some of the things that we have been discussing today, sort of the history of our species and, and where we came from. Yeah. So if you want to learn more about that, you can go check it out. And as always, you can subscribe to Domino Universe. If you wanted to give us a like or give us any rating, really, um, that helps. And we'd appreciate it. Sure does. And thank you for listening. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>